Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to ground your solar system, okay? So let's talk about why it's important to ground your system, okay? I think a lot of people overlook this, and it's a um, very critical thing that you do this, okay? Um, grounding your system requires a grounding rod, Okay, it's usually a copper rod or copper coated rod. The rod can be anywhere from, you know, four feet to six feet, 10 feet long. And they're actually kind of, um, they're not that expensive, really. Um, I have one, two, three, I have four grounding rods. Okay, now what is a grounding rod and what does it do? Right, so a grounding rod is for lightning. Okay. Um, you want to have your system grounded. So every single home is supposed to have a grounding rod for just the electrical for its, you know, breaker panels and stuff like that. Now, the way it works is, let's say you have a lightning strike either on the ground next to you or on your home or on your solar panels or on your wind turbine or your power shed, whatever, right? Um, if a lightning strike hits because it's got all that power in it, right? What we want to do is let's here's a scenario. Let's say you have your solar panels outside mounted on a um, frame of some sort, and um, lightning strikes your solar panels, right? The grounding rod is made to take that energy that has hit your solar panels and terminate that electricity or that power or energy straight into the ground right away okay so when you install your solar panels you are connecting a common ground wire that common ground wire connects to every single solar panel and then when you get to the end of your solar panels the wire comes off right it comes down and it gets attached to the grounding rod with a cleat okay so the cleat joins the copper wire to the grounding rod okay that's how it works on you and you want to have more than one you can't just use one because you want to be able to terminate that power or energy from that um lightning strike into the ground as soon as possible and the reason for this is so that way that energy or yeah energy from the lightning strike does not travel down the electrical lines your power lines back to other equipment Okay, because your solar panels are connected to your charge controller. Your charge controller is connected to your batteries, right? If you're living off the grid, um, it's, it's the same things um, similar to living um, like a grid tie system on the grid. You would have your solar panels and it would go to your um, charge controller or um, 
grid tie inverter and then go straight into your house, right? But you want to terminate that energy as soon as possible straight into the ground. So that way it's done, it's not traveling. If you don't have a grounding rod, what will happen is it's going to travel through the whole system. It's going to fry your solar panels, it's going to fry your charge controller, your grid tie inverters, your batteries, your house, everything. So you want to ground your system. Now, you're going to have multiple grounding points because obviously you're going to have more than one thing, right? So I'll give you an example of where my grounding rods are located, okay? The grounding rods I installed, I believe they're 8, eight feet or 10 feet long, okay? They're copper rods. And um, at my solar panels, I do have a grounding rod. And I do have a grounding wire that runs through all the solar panels that goes to a cleat that's connected to the grounding rod. Okay. That way, if it hits the panels or it hits the ground around the panels, it's going to terminate with that rod because it's going to travel through the earth really quick, right? Like, like instantly. So you want to make sure it's just going straight into the ground as much as possible. So I also have another grounding rod at my solar power shed. So if you guys have ever watched my um, YouTube channel, Modern Off-Grid DIY, and you looked at my um, power shed, I have a really nice power shed. I took a lot of time building it, a lot of money building it, and obviously I want to protect all my components, right? I don't want nothing to fry, so we need to mitigate that as much as possible. So at my power shed, right behind the... So in my power shed, I have my, my batteries, I have my inverter, charge controllers, um, and so forth, right? Breakers and all this stuff. Um, on the outside wall, I have a grounding rod that is less than three feet total length of wire, okay? So on the back side of the wall, I have the grounding rod driven into the ground with a cleat. Then I have a nice heavy-duty copper bare wire that's connected to that cleat, and it goes up into the power shed, and it's now connected to everything that I have in my um, power shed. Obviously not the batteries, right? Because a battery does not have a ground, okay? Um, but the system, so on my system, I'm, I'm using an Outback um, flex system in a sense. And so in there, it has a common ground lug um, or bar. And every component that I have in there is connected to that ground bar, okay? And then that ground bar is connected to that ground wire, and that ground wire is attached to the grounding rod outside. So that way, if electricity, I mean, if a lightning strike was to hit the building and for some reason try to get in and, and, and travel down the electrical lines or the electrical components that's in my power shed, it would that ground wire would take up that slack, right? It'll send that that energy straight back down to the ground to terminate as fast as possible because the last thing I want is to for it to destroy all my components and then travel down the power line into my house right so we're trying to terminate that energy as soon as possible as fast as possible okay um, and also make sure that your grounding wire is sized appropriately okay you want to have a nice thick heavy duty grounding wire okay not something thin you want something thick Okay, it does cost a little bit more money, sure, but it's worth it in the end. You you install it once and you'll never install it again. Okay, so um, I have so that's two places. So on my solar panels, I have a grounding bar, right, a rod, uh, and then at my power shed, I have a grounding rod to help protect the equipment out there. Now, I do have a wind turbine that's sticking up in the air, right? So obviously, it's that 
wind turbine is maybe maybe more prone to getting a lightning strike right because it's sticking above the ground it's sticking up um, so I actually have a grounding rod out by the wind turbine okay so next to the wind turbine base I have a grounding rod that's driven into the ground I have another cleat and then I have a copper wire going from the cleat that's connected to the grounding bar or rod and it's actually connected to the pole on my wind turbine so that way, of course, if the lightning was to ever strike my wind turbine, it's going to travel down that pole, right? And of course, I have wires coming from my pole going into my power shed. So we don't want that energy to travel down the line back to my power shed, right? So we're terminating it. We're going to try to terminate it as soon as possible. So it's connected to the, to the, the pole. It's a steel pole, right? Um, and it that way, if it hits that pole, it's going to travel down and go straight into that grounding rod and terminate right away. Okay, so that's three grounding rods ready. Now I have a, another grounding rod. The fourth grounding rod is located at my house. So from the power shed, I have underground cables. I installed underground conduit that has the power cables that's running from my power shed to my house. Okay. Now where it comes up into my house, it goes into a sub breaker panel. So it's just a breaker panel in general, but that breaker panel is also tied to another breaker panel. That's actually upstairs in my house. That's feeding all the circuits everywhere. Right? So I have circuits downstairs and I have circuits upstairs. So the breaker panel upstairs has a, it's grounded to the breaker panel downstairs. That breaker panel downstairs is grounded to the uh, grounding rod that I installed. It's less than three or four feet away from it, okay? But it's, uh, it's installed outside of the home, on the outside of the wall. It's driven into the ground. It's got a cleat on it. Then I have a nice thick copper wire that goes from that cleat, and it comes up underneath the wall, and it goes up to the breaker panel itself. And that what that's what completes the ground, right? So I have a total of four grounding rods with wires and cleats in order to help protect my home as much as possible. So that way, no matter what, if the if a lightning strike was to hit somewhere around my home or on my home or any of my components, at least I'm giving it a very good chance of terminating right away. Now the, you might be thinking, well, will it save my equipment that that it hit? So let's give it a scenario. So you have your solar panels. Um, that's also grounded, right? Uh, and the lightning hits your solar panels. Well, it's going to be a hit and miss. The whole purpose is not necessarily to save the device it hits. It's to save everything else connected to the power lines everywhere else, right? So it's going to be a hit and miss. You, you might be able to save your solar panels. You might not because it's taking a direct hit from lightning, right? But this is the scenario we have here. If it has a direct hit, then most likely some of your solar panels may not be good, or maybe all of them may not be good, right? But at least we're taking that energy and terminating it right into the ground and not allowing it to travel down the line and destroy the rest of our components. I would, if if I had to choose, if the if I had a lightning strike, I would rather it hit one component and destroy only that one component compared to destroying everything else, right? Um, you can replace one thing, but replacing everything can be a big problem and cost really costly in the end, right? <clears throat> so sometimes you have to um, lose some to win some, <laughs> you know, give and take, right? Um, now, that's one way of doing it, okay? Um, that was a scenario that I, I, I put together here for you guys to maybe explain it as best as I could. But you do want to make sure that you have grounding rods, okay? 
Um, maybe if you can't afford all the grounding rods, I understand. Um, but they're not that expensive. Really, they're not, guys. Um, I think I paid like $26 or something like that per grounding rod. So it's not that much, right? So a total of four grounding rods for me was like a little over 100 bucks, maybe 120 or something like that. Um, so it's 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 beneficial for you. Install your grounding rods, okay? Um, it's just one extra layer of protection, right? Another thing is, too, is like, say a lightning strike hits on the ground right next to your solar panels, right? Um, or your wind turbine or whatever it is. You know, it's going to travel. It's going to happen really quick, but it's going to travel through the ground real quick. But if it the lightning strike hits very near to whatever you have, if you have that grounding rod in place, it almost ensures that it's going to make sure it's still terminating into the ground, right? And it's not going to travel up anything metal or anything that's conductive um, and, you know, cause havoc or problems. Now, obviously, there's no guarantees, um, but in electrical code, um, even for your house, your house has to have a common ground. It has to have a ground that everything is grounded to, right? So that way, if your house ever gets struck by lightning, um, it doesn't just travel through everything um but you know it's a hit and miss type of deal right uh, i'm not going to say it's going to guarantee stop the the lightning strike from traveling but at least you're giving it one extra layer of protection right now in another episode we'll go over um other types of ways to actually pr protect your system from lightning strikes um i do have other things installed on my system as a like another layer right? There's no guarantee, but at the same time, the more stuff that you can implement as layers or protection, the better off you're going to be in the end. If you don't have any of it, then well, you, you, you when, when the lightning strikes, you'll find out why you should have put a grounding rod or um, any type of lightning protection in place on your system because your whole system will be fried. There's nothing protecting it. You have no layers. It is over, right? Now try taking one, a lightning strike happens quick, right? Really quick. Imagine a lightning strike hitting your system and instantly destroying everything you have, right? That powers your home, powers everything, all your wiring, all everything gone. You'd have to spend so much time and effort and money in order to basically remove all that stuff and then rebuild it, right? So, you know, extra $120 or $150 bucks for grounding rods and some wiring, some cleats is a cheap insurance, <laughs> right? So think about it, guys. Um, I think people take it, take it for granted. Um, most solar panels that's um, installed professionally, um, in fact, all of them, um, they all do have a grounding wire that runs through all the panels um, and it goes down the line and it is grounded properly. Um, so if you're, if you've never even noticed it, it's probably because you just never thought about it. Um, but if you go out to your system and you look around, you'll find a grounding wire um, that's coming through everything and is connected to a ground rod at some point. Some people have a ground rod that's like connected into concrete slabs and so forth. There's many different scenarios of where their grounding rods may be. But if you're installing your own stuff, um, you know, especially if you have stuff spread out, um, you do want to um, ground that as well, right? Um, I do want to point out one thing, though. On my solar hot water heating panel panels um, that provides hot water for my house every day for free, um, there's no electricity involved with that, right? It's passive, right? It's only water running through it. But the connections and the pipeline of where the water travels is copper, right? So electricity cover, you know, travels through copper easily. Um, so I actually do have a grounding. Um, I have a shorter grounding rod for that. Not, not so much of a long one, but I do have a grounding rod for my solar hot water heating panels. Even that way, um, 
if it was to hit my panels or the copper rods that's around, I mean the copper pipeline that's around my panels, at least I have a little um, protection of layer that it'll terminate as soon as possible into the ground and not travel to my tank and potentially um, cause problems there. Um, that's not really such a big deal. Most homes are um, not not ground it like that but i decided when i was doing all the grounding i had the extra grounding rod and i installed it anyway it was just another extra layer of protection why not right cheap insurance cheap insurance so anyway guys um good luck make sure you ground your system properly if you're unsure of where and how um, most components um they actually have an area in there so like your charge controllers if you open up the the wiring box and you look inside um there is a ground lug and so you make a ground lug that connects to that, connects to the next ground lug, and it goes to a common ground bus bar, right? And then that bus bar has a, you're going to connect the wire from there. It's going to go down the line to the actual grounding rod that you have in the ground. So um, look at everything. Every single thing should have a grounding lug or bolt or nut of some sort. And so a lot of people just overlook it and never hook it up, but um, hook it up. <laughs> it's there for a reason. <laughs> so anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned. We got a lot more episodes coming up. I'm just going to kind of keep them rolling and try to see if I can help as much people out there as much as I can. Thanks for your support. See you guys on the next one. Go listen, download, and subscribe to the Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast, available today on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Modern Off-Grid DIY, inspiring others to think outside the box support the podcast today it's also available on anchor.fm slash free your mind and there's already a ton of episodes for you to binge listen to and learn how to live off the grid in these modern times and do it yourself once again it's titled modern off-grid diy it's also available on podbean stitcher breaker.audio and overcast.fm make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on new releases modern off-grid diy go listen download and subscribe today